that I don't want to hear it. So I'm just <laughs> Welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Nitai, the poser extraordinaire, here sending psychic waves to your brain and bringing along with me both the chivalry of Shota's Shotaro. I'm clean, clear, and under control. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the sorcerer of Wait What, Shinoda. I have to wake up in the morning every single day this week. It's not fun. Someone please kill me. Well, it's not fun just to wake up? No, That's I hate waking mean. up. I want to stay dead. What's wrong, baby? <laughs> anyway, speaking of... Hmm, I don't have a good segue. We're talking about Mob Psycho today. Um, we'll touch on Season 1, but we'll also talk about Season 2. Now, before we go spoiler-heavy... Um, into the discussion let's first talk about how we got into the show because personally i got a bit late on the bandwagon i watched it i binged it um about a year after it released loved the first season and um, enjoyed the art style and such and the main draw for me was because when season one first started it was to me perceived as perceived as that other show that's related to one punch man so I want to hear what you guys uh, sort of journey into this show and how you first got into it and watched it before we discuss spoilers. Yeah, I watched One Punch Man first and I loved it. And so I'm like, okay, they say if you like One Punch Man, you should watch Mob Psycho. So I watched Mob Psycho when it was airing, which was like three years ago. Jesus Christ. How time flies. <clears throat> okay, what about you, Chinoda? Um, pretty much the same story. I watched One Punch Man, and then I heard, oh yeah, there's a new series uh, by the same author that's gonna be uh, airing. I'm like, okay, bet, let's watch this. And mm -hmm. watched it, and I'm like, holy shit, this might actually be even better. And right. th that was uh, my journey. I basically watched it as it was airing, and I've been with it ever since. Haven't read the manga yet, but I'll, I'll eventually get around to it. Yeah, I'd agree that actually I watched um, I watched Mob Psycho before watching One Punch, and, but it for some reason had that feeling of like, oh, it's the other show based on a manga from the guy who made One Punch. But when I watched it, I was like blown away and, th and thought to myself, this is awesome. I mean... Season 1 I thought was solid, and I really wanted a season 2, because the ending of season 1 really felt like there's a whole lot more there. So, when they announced season 2, I was super pumped for it. But I waited a long time till I watched it. I waited for it to be over, and then I binged it. Were you it waiting for time. the dub? No, I wasn't. <laughs> I was waiting for the girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. rip. We watched it together. <laughs> it was a great watching experience, actually. Oh, that's actually good. Yeah. A lot of feels, a lot of feels, but yeah. Um, would you guys, before we really head first into spoilers and talk about more aspects of the show, uh, give me like a quick sentence on what you feel the show gets right in your opinion and for people who are still on the fence about it. 
Chinoda, you go first. What the show gets right? Like, how, if you want to recommend it to people before they, like, listen to us spo- spoiling everything. Okay. Oh, man. You <laughs> you laid something Sorry, heavy this... <laughs> on me. Okay. Sorry, I forgot to put it on the dock. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. The show is a val- valuable watching experience because it actually shows off lessons, le- legitimate life lessons, and it shows off uh, importance of uh, these said things, of why we practice some things, how we do uh, some things. It actually puts it into importance, and it shows off uh, why it matters, how it changes people uh, later on, and it's actually extremely wholesome because of this. Like, yes, there's a lot of cool animation, awesome fight scenes, great music, there's all that, which is just, you know, that's great, but honestly... Fucking awesome OPs, yeah. Awesome OPs and EDs, but compared to what the the material the show actually gives us, like, those are just bonuses. Like, I could, I could legitimately show this, uh to younger uh, siblings and tell them, hey, actually pay attention to this show and don't just take it for entertainment because it actually teaches some valuable life lessons. And I really Mm -hmm. appreciate the show for that because uh, everyone gets uh, these sort of things uh, in their own way. Right. What about you, show? Okay, well, <laughs> I have like a completely <laughs> different opinion of the show. I don't really care for the life lessons, but um, the best part of the show for me were the endearing characters. Um, there's a lot of different personalities that are fun to watch and interesting mm-hmm. to see interact with each other. And a lot of the time the show has an atmosphere where it's just like, we're just going to be chill. We're just going to hang out and do everyday things and just do quirky things together and get into trouble and it's just it's really immersive like you get drawn into the situations and it's just a wholesome fun time to just shoot the shit with these characters yeah yeah i would agree with both of you and i would add to that that also the animation in the show is just a just a massive showcase of what's possible in anime in my opinion um the art style itself that's very influenced by the manga it just very lends itself to this creative use of animation see um, so yeah <laughs> this i put down what? the point the specific point thoughts on art style and animation because everyone i talk to about mob psycho says the best thing is the animation which i can't disagree that the animation is very um very unique and um skillful but the thing is that i watched one punch man before mob psycho and you can't like the standards that one punch man set just can't be beat by mob psycho so i'll mm, i'll interject and say uh-huh. different strokes for different different folks sure sure you could say that i'm just okay but i'm just saying my personal uh, by... experience with sure. um, how how like, everybody's saying, oh, I love the animation. And I'm like, but I wanted One Punch Man. Anyways. Sure. And also, well, <laughs> just one other thing about the animation is that 
Um, I'm sure you don't want to hear this, but there was a huge, huge controversy with the Crunchyroll Awards and Mob Psycho being snuffed for Yuri on Ice. And every the first season, by the way, yeah, yeah, the first season, and everybody on the internet was like in a rage, being like, "You." Fucking like re- you forgot about Mob Psycho. Mob Psycho was the best. Mob Psycho, Mob Psycho, and I just like turned me so off of it. I'm like, I don't want to hear you like screaming about how Mob Psycho is so good. So I mean, uh, it was pretty good. I don't want to hear. I said I don't want to hear it. So just <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> honestly, honestly, listen, I could care less. listen. No, no, wait, wait. I could care less because I watched both shows way after those stupid awards okay. came, so I don't care. Like, I don't care anything. if you think Mob Psycho is better animated than You're in Ice. Can you not, like, scream and, like, harass everyone? It was just so toxic, and it just turned me off of, like, appreciating Mob Psycho in a vacuum. So, so leaving that tension behind, let's actually go into the show and get into sports. So, if anybody wants to tune out, now's your time. Go watch the show. It's fucking awesome. Let's talk about the animation even more in depth, specifically in the openings for both seasons, because, like, I don't know about you guys, but I feel both OPs are fucking awesome. For different reasons, by the way. Okay. Um, it's interesting that you... (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting that you bring up the specific animation in the opening, because, like, there's a lot of shows where... A lot of action shows where the best animation... Is the opening opening. animation like the best fights are the opening fights, and then there's like a slideshow, a PowerPoint slideshow for the actual show. (laughs) But this is definitely not the case for Mob. I think the best part of the opening is like the creative direction of it, and the actual the amazing fight animation where like this badass bullshit going down. That's in the actual show. So it's a very it's a, a very stylistic op. And I've heard from a lot of different fans of Mob Psycho that um, you really appreciate the OP if you know um, the manga because it references so many things in the manga, um, mm-hmm. which none of us have read. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could tell there was like a lot of crazy, wacky things happening, but I, I would agree that I didn't fully understand all of it. Yeah, there's so much shit going on in each OP. There's, like, just... The, it's so dense in, like, either reference or just visuals. It's incredible. It looks great. You legitimately have to uh, slow it down and watch each scene uh, very carefully because there's a, a multitude of things going on. And it's actually amazing the amount of detail they put into it. There's so much you can miss and not even, like register but if you actually go back and watch it in a slow in a slower motion or something you actually get uh paid off for it and when you actually watch it in uh, normal speed again it's even more of a treat because of that right and what you just said i feel it's like just is even more so for the second op than the first even because the big the like first half of uh, 99.9 is just the reason I love that I know like just before I started recording you guys told me that you're a bit torn about them but I feel oh, the second opening is even better because it just feels so so 
I can't explain because okay, the first half of the second opening is just filled with all all of these animation techniques and showcasing how animation can be used in different ways that and it's so stylish. For example, li they literally split uh, mobs like character model to different layers, which is looks really cool. And they use in the beginning there's these uh, this one sequence where I can't remember the, the name of that style of animation where you see the character poses and then there's like this weird slide that cr that it slides across the screen right and in the and in the background you can see them sort of dance right you know what I, which one I'm talking about honey I skipped the op the second op <laughs> what anyway, wow really we'll get to. We'll okay, as soon then, as it started with the CG chibi large... What CG? The huge CG chibi mob, like the hundreds of them, like the balloons or something. I was like, this is so much. I don't know. What are you talking this. about? The point of it is that it's supposed to, sp to spin around. Again, animation, it uses something that's stiff and like, not stiff, like... Um, Wink. Uh, A static. Model? Yeah, a model, and then it spins it around to create the illusion of animation. What's animation? The illusion of movement, Honey, where it doesn't exist. I'll show you. It's so fucking genius. I'll show you it moving a... something stiff. Oh, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> and then oh. the last half of the OP is just non-stop action and cycle. It's so good. How can you say that? It was literally annoying. What? The visuals and the song just annoyed me. You... What? <laughs> Natai, Natai, calm Yes, Chenoda. Yes, Chenoda, your turn. <laughs> You'll get your turn to kill him later. Uh, I I'm do losing my marbles. <laughs> um, I just ha haven't gotten back and uh, wa watched the second OP in a while. So that's why I'm not so sure if uh, how much I love it and all that, but... I, I do definitely agree with the fact that it's extremely top quality in terms of OPs because it's got a lot of different styles of animation. They, uh, as you said, they have uh, unique things uh, to the OP as well, as well as um, it is a little bit chaotic. I, I will agree with show on that, but I feel they choreograph it well enough it actually makes sense if uh, if you just bother to pay attention to it. Mm. So yeah, uh, okay. uh, overall, I, de I definitely liked the. Uh, and again, the not to take away well. from not to take away from ninety nine, like the first OP. It's also fucking awesome. No, the, it, it's it's god tier. Itself. It is honestly. Yeah, god it's god tier. But for me, for me, ninety nine point is just a tad better. But I still love both of them immensely. They're both good. And fuck you, show. It's good. Okay. Different, How could you skip different that? Different strokes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Anyway. <laughs> I just want to say I did appreciate um, in the first OP that the woman counted from 1 to 100 in a span of 3 minutes. Or a minute and a half. Wait, she didn't actually reach 100, did she? In the full song, she reaches 100. No, they stop at 99. Well, whatever. No, but like... No, but did they count from 1 to 99 in the 1 minute they and a half? They cut some sections. In the full song, they count from okay, 1 to Okay, yeah. So in the full the song, I can I can appreciate her diligence in counting up. I No, I, I'm like, I'm not being sarcastic. I actually do appreciate. <laughs> I do appreciate. <laughs> I get where you're coming from. The fact that they made counting from 1 to 99 entertaining I... is pretty fucking impressive. 
that's very true. That's very true. But yeah, and again, the animation is just fucking awesome. Fuck you, show. Oh, the second OP is also great. Okay. And moving that on. Anima- moving on, and that that animation carries into the show itself, and we spoke about it, and we yelled about it for a bit before, but honestly, what was your guys' first reaction when you, like, like actually got yourself in, uh, into the show and thought to yourself, okay, this is the look of the show, this is how it's going to look like? Did you guys at first dislike it? Were you okay with it? Did you love it? What, what did you guys think about it? Chinoda. I was initially, uh, like, huh, so this is the style. It's using a mix of, uh, the younger sort of 2000s uh early 2000 animations for the more comedy scenes where they'll where it's just blurred movements and just like funny sports uh well not sports spots and all that um but then when it came to more action heavy scenes and more intense scenes it's actually rather well animated and they mix those two together really well and I was really impressed by that. And they mm-hmm. made it look good the whole time. And it's pretty consistent even with the different styles that were going on, which really impressed me. Yeah. There's in season one and in, in season two in general they jump from different styles all the time, which is awesome. I remember in season one they <clears throat> sometimes used this style of animation, which was I think it's like paint on glass which created this very, like, dreamlike effect on some scenes, which just looks awesome. And when I watched it, I thought to myself, I've never seen anything like it. It's so different and unique and creative. It's, it's, it's great. It's it, it's fun seeing all these animes, anime just flex on everyone. It's like, okay, let me show you how it's done. It's fucking awesome. I remember the first time I saw the first episode of Mob, I thought it was really jarring. It reminded me of The Flowers of Evil, if you guys have heard of that, where they rotoscope, they rotoscope the. Mm, where, um, I know what you're talking about. They rotoscoped what do you call it? Actual footage of real people and made it look like animation. Yeah. Like it was very strange, um, and I couldn't say I actually enjoyed it, but like I got used to it. Uh, and for the actual action scenes, I'm. It's really. I just. It's just not my kind of. I just, I can tell. It's not your strokes. <laughs> yeah, it's not my strokes. <laughs> I didn't really like the the uh, action animation, personally. It was just, it didn't impress me. It's just not my style. In what way, though? Oh, just, you did, just didn't like it. <clears throat> yeah, it's too, it's too abstract for me. And not in a good way. Too frantic. <clears throat> frantic, like... Uh... Yeah. It's more generic and didn't have as much detail to it. Is that what you're trying to say? No, I I think I think it's more in the case of like there's like the battles use a lot of like smear frames and off-model like frames to create this sort of frantic and visceral like movement that they just fly around the scene. I feel you know? like they relied too much on the rainbow effects and Okay. It was like it was nice, but like after a while, it felt a little cheap. I don't know. It's just it didn't wow me. It was like okay, but I didn't feel like oh would my you god. Say, mm, would you say in the second season they mixed it up, or do you feel like they didn't really? Honestly, I think really. the best fight animation was in the first season. 
Really? Yeah. There was like which one? What do you mean which one? Like which scene? I'm trying to. I'm thinking of the scene where they're in like an alleyway, and then oh, with the yeah, drill guy, right? I think so. Okay. I think and gotcha, gotcha. that was a really good fight, and then probably the finale fight of season one. It's also pretty good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Personally, I thought again I touched on it, but I felt like the animation and direction of the second season was a more um like creative like sometimes they would just like start drawing the like certain scenes and parts of it in just manga panels that would move around which was really cool so the I know, personally season? i really yeah there was a part where they just interject some manga panels into the scene was i think i think early on if i'm not mistaken and that that was just one like type of animation they incorporated into the show. And personally, I I just really enjoy when shows that are super experimental and try different things, and go it just like go all out with it. So I was really really attached to the animation and the style of it. It really blew me away. That's just the strokes for me, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, let's okay. You know what? Let's let's change things up a bit. Let's dive into the themes of the show. The show, and I think one of the biggest ones that's like some would say is a bit on the nose, um, but I think it works as like a jumping off point for the show itself. Is like thinking of Mob's powers as a metaphor for his purity and his feelings inside, which is like they pretty much are, and. What did you guys feel about that whole concept that this kid is like bubbling up and could explode any minute and that's pretty much what puberty is for some people when they Whoa. Get... What kind of <laughs> what kind of puberty? Are we talking about like ejaculation like at this you... point? Uh uh-huh. right, is emotions bubbling up and exploding? Yeah, his emotions. Are we, yeah, yeah. by emotions do you mean like semen? <laughs> God damn it. Okay, that I mean obviously yes, sexuality is a part of puberty, but sexuality is a part it's more of than like, just that. Like the like the catalyst for the entire plot is him wanting to like impress the his like his like crush, you know. Yeah. The so anxiety of uh trying to uh impress her. Confess the, her love. Yeah. 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 The, the fear of tr- uh letting down his uh sensei the anxiousness uh, of uh, growing up and uh, not being and well being adjusted to model society. For young brother. Yeah. Yeah. And all these things. Like, they. But that's not a metaphor. Isn't that just literally what people experience? Yeah, it's literally is, but it's also like that's the theme of it. You know. Yeah. Okay. Th- that's what the numbers represent. Honey, I can't it's... do math. <laughs> God damn it! I mean, obviously. <laughs> It's it's just a build up of uh, until he basically uh, explodes. Has, his injuries, like yeah, his emotions. feelings just explode uh, out, and like he needs a release, which honestly just happens to teen- uh, teenagers all the time, where like eventually all those bottled up feelings do get out there. But here in this show, we we see each time something happens, uh, why it'll. Uh, 
why the numbers will rise, why the percentage will keep on going mm -hmm. up. And it's a... Uh, it's pretty interesting to keep a watch on it because okay. we're seeing his emotional development and uh, stunts uh, that happen through the show. So on that note, I want to just say in relation to the percentage signs or percentage numbers flashing across the screen as an indicator of his emotional level, I thought that was like, a good idea but they didn't do it that well because i'm pretty sure there's lots of times where he was like emotional and then they didn't do the numbers and all i don't think it was because it probably didn't fit the flow of the yeah scene. it didn't really you know? feel consistent and also it like was barely there in the second season i feel like it went from like zero to a hundred literally like out of nowhere like there was yeah, no build up the, because by the point of the second season you're already got into Mob's head, you know to identify whenever he's like in some form or like state of a feeling is about to overwhelm him. You don't really need that sign to keep popping up and just and disrupt the flow of the scene because sometimes you don't need it. I think no, I think you, you okay, do need it. I just think it's sloppy that they didn't do put you it though? in. Yeah. That's the whole I, that's I the just... title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I actually agree with show on this. I think they should have uh, interjected it a little bit more. I don't think it should uh, it should have been in there as much as he's saying it should be, but a little bit more would have been nice, just so we can have. It was uh... enough. I f I thought I I think that since you had it, like enough of it. I I have to disagree. I think they could have uh, put it in a little bit more. Like yeah, we can obviously tell when he's. Uh, feeling some type of way and uh the numbers are going up we we can definitely tell but, but they but barely had it two, compared to the season one yeah because again by season two you like you can you know it's a visual medium you can tell from mob's sort of behavior what type of state he is in no something yes that's not, we can definitely you know, tell you get what i'm saying I, I yeah. do. We can definitely tell. I just would have liked to actually see the numbers more. Gotcha. Okay, that, okay. That's all. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I felt like that it was a sense. really interesting idea, and I would have appreciated appreciated it to have been used more uh, frequently or more uh, in more detail. So that's why I'm so hung up over it. So if season three does come around, would you just want like whole episodes of just numbers going up you know how like there's those videos <laughs> where they have like counters whenever someone says a right. word or something that's what i want for, for a mob like every <laughs> single scene every single word every single motion he a makes, percentage is going yeah, up no it, it can go up and down depends on how he's feeling you know yeah okay okay gotcha <laughs> <laughs> okay tell me that would be pretty cool to see tell me it It'd be I don't interesting, know. I, but the... I wouldn't actually like to see it in an anime. Uh, but like, if you if you if you don't want to like, just have it in the corner. If you don't want to pay attention to it, you don't it have to. It just looks kind of tacked on because it's on the point of the scene. That's the. Point, I'm sorry, though. but when I'm watching something, I actually look at the whole screen, not oh just God. one part of it. But no, like when you're watching those videos with the counters, sometimes you're engrossed in the scene, and then you forget the counters there, and then you're like, "How did it get to that number?" And then you have to rewind. Whatever. If that's just me. I think I think the point, like, sometimes the point of the percentage is to add tension to a scene. 
and some scenes just don't need it. Sometimes you do want to do a quick cutaway every now and then to see, oh shit, his percentage is going up, the guy is bubbling up and he's about to just explode and unleash hell. But in some scenes you don't need that cutaway because it's, it's not about the tension of his feelings in that scene. I see what you're saying and I definitely think the cutaways give tension to the scene. But I, yeah. I still would like to know the number. Maybe just like slide it in somewhere. Like, not, <laughs> not, don't, you don't have to make a big, huge thing. Just show me the number, girl. But what's Give the number? Give me the receipts. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of something a bit more complex than numbers, um, <laughs> one of my favorite characters in the show is probably Reagan. I think a lot of us would also say the same. Right? Oh my god, yes. I love Reagan. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> and and Reagan and Mom's relationship is complicated to say the least, right? There's a whole lot of going on there. Because at first it seems a bit um, like exploitative. You know, Reagan's like just using Mob to, to, for his own gain. And he doesn't really pay much when he helps him. Uh, with some ghost cases, but, and it's pretty evident by the end of season one, and you see that Reagan cares a whole lot about Mob and trying to help him grow up to be a better person, be a better man even. Which is cool, because the first ED of of the show was a really nice touch that uh, just really resonated with me, is the whole ED is like in these washed out colors, it doesn't really even have colors at first, it showcases Reagan uh, waking up in the morning, heading to work, and it's all just in a single color. But then it cuts away to Reagan, uh, like seeing Mob, and suddenly there's like everything's uh, full of color, which is, in my opinion, like a great representation of that Reagan is actually actually cares about Mob. But I don't know, that's just me. What do you what do you guys feel about the whole relationship? Because I think it's like one of the main pillars of the show. It is absolutely one of the main pillars of the show. It's uh, it's one of the most important uh lessons in the show overall. It's like the yeah. heart of the show, even. It it really is, because a lot of uh what happens, and a lot of what will happen even in the future, is straight up based on uh mm-hmm. Reagan and uh, Mob's uh interactions and the lessons yeah. that were passed down. Um. I do think that Reagan initially did uh, take a bit too much of an advantage uh, of Mob, and it was a little bit yeah. shitty. Like, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people will uh, agree with that. But the fact that he genuinely does care for uh, Mob and, like, actually wishes to uh, see him grow up and be a successful human being and a very successful uh contribution to this contribution to society it's mm-hmm. one of the most powerful things there is reagan honestly takes a father like a role not just a not just a role of a teacher but of a father straight up and, and it's just very to Bob, even to the rest to the rest of the cast even to the villains of season one even he's like just tell them outright listen you guys are wrong for using your powers like that you guys are nothing go and do something with yourselves and contribute to society like a lot of people initially like initially reagan was just set up as 
the joke character, the absolute weakling that that's uh, that's just uh, taking uh, taking out scams off uh, out of uh, everyone. But no, yeah. he's a lot more complex and deep than that. He actually cares about people, and he's will, and he definitely does the right thing a lot more often yeah. than not. And you see him do it over and over and over again at at no cost to who him as well. Yeah, and say what you will about him, maybe exp- explaining people at the end of the day, all of his customers, he does care about them leaving happier and just more just feeling better so there is that genuine just genuine care for people inside of him which which i i was not expecting when i first watched the show yeah and to see it evolve too is really interesting we we see uh initially what uh what he's like and it it just drops us in the middle of it where he's already a good person but in the second season we see how yeah. he starts out and he he's uh rather scummy but he gets a couple life lessons thrown his way as well and then he meets mob and he decides to help this kid out that just came looking for help and yeah. it's beautiful he could have told uh, mob as as well as so many other people use their powers take advantage of them just you know look out for yourself but no he he looks out for everyone in a way of just teaching everyone don't just use your powers and what you have uh to make yourself uh better contribute some of that to society friends family even just uh mm-hmm. random people and it's also one great detail about uh, reagan that i absolutely love is that he just he took the job of being an exorcist exorcist just on a whim he just decided to do it just for shits and giggles to see what will come out of it and he was about to quit and just move on to the next job that will whatever it may be and then mom just approached him and May, he did see this opportunity to capitalize on Mob's powers, but he became attached to this little kid and just wanted to help him, which is such... It's so wonderful. I love it. Yeah. Wholesome Reagan is awesome. I mean... So what are your thoughts? From season one, Reagan was pretty pretty openly acting like a scumgat, scumbag. Like, scumgat. Yes. A scumgat. <clears throat> no. Scumbag. But like, he would like act sleazy and um just openly uh just not care about things that you would normally care about um and then when push comes to shove he would actually do the moral thing um and then so to me just from season one like he's I would still call him a scumbag. Yeah, he he does the right thing in the time of need, but like most of the time he's a scumbag. But then we go in, <laughs> then we go into season two, and like we get to see more. The, there was like a portion of um, the middle part of season two where Mob uh, separates from Reagan, and then we're just looking at only what Reagan is doing just by himself. Yeah, and you really get to see all of. Um, the little things in his life and seeing his life in such detail I'm like you know he's just a normal guy trying to get by like yeah he has a dishonest profession but he's just 
you know, doing what doing what a guy's got to do to live, just doing what he can. And I started to like empathize with him and be like, you know, you're not that bad. And then that last line at the end of that arc in the middle of season two, where Mob was like, you're a good guy, Reagan. Like I knew all yeah. along. Okay, first of all, that line like oh hit God. me like a train. I was yeah. like, holy I shit. I damn near bitch cried at that. I was same, like, oh yeah. Jesus, same. that was heavy. That was so, so many feels. Um, but yeah, like that really made me like Reagan. Um, that because you know, Mob was aware that Reagan was using him, but you know, Mob just Reagan treated Mob with respect, and Mob uh, was got the confidence um, from being treated with respect. So he was like, "Yeah, you can use me. Like we have a pretty healthy relationship um, emotionally." So I enjoy our relationship, so I don't mind being used by you. So, and then him verbalizing that was super powerful because obviously, yeah. as the audience, we didn't know that. Um, and then, I honestly wonder though, does he like he knows that? Uh, he definitely knows uh, that Reagan was using him, but I still wonder, does he know about the fact that Reagan doesn't have any powers? Yeah, because they haven't indicated that. Have that's they? like a hundred percent. He knows how. How can he? Yeah, he knows. How can he know that Reagan's using him and not know that Reagan doesn't have powers? It doesn't make sense. So okay. He... Okay. To be fair, I, we we all love Mob, but God damn it, that boy is really fucking stupid sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so season one and until the end, it was it was implied that I mean, because honestly, Reagan was just bullshitting, but. Regan was constantly being like, no, my aura is so strong, you can't even notice it, or bullshit like that. But by the end of season one, when Mob actually manages, like, Dimple uses uh, Regan, and then he, like, just knows about ghosts, because he has, like, this access to, like, he's sort of, he can see them all around him now. So I guess by that point, Mob's, like, pretty aware of him not really being powerful, you know? It's definitely plausible. I don't know. I, I I just uh I just wish uh Mob would come out and say yeah I know you don't have powers but yeah but that fucking like I know you're a good guy is ah oh, so good that was, yeah that was like and, one of the best moments in the show yeah easy and it's just such a great relationship because they make each other better like Mob by in that arc it all starts from Mob telling Reagan like stop calling me to work at the last minute i have other things to do at that like at that point he has actual friends he's going out with people he's like hanging out and going to karaoke and shit and when reagan sort of just steps on that it makes mob go like no i'm not gonna take your shit i'm just gonna go in and like hang out with my friends so peace and that whole arc of how Reagan takes that and realizes, okay, I overstepped. That was shitty of me. And Mob just validating him at the end is just so... It, it was a really beautiful old arc as well because... Yeah. Because of all that, like, we finally see, like, we truly see Mob taking a stand for himself. And it was great. It was... Honestly, I felt a little bit bit of a catharsisism uh, when that happened. Yeah, I was like, "Thank you, 
finally, you grew a spine and stood up for yourself. And I was really happy for him, but then I was really worried for their relationship. I was like, oh no, is yeah. this going to be it? Like, what, what, what's going on? But then we, we, we see everything that happens. They, um, uh, uh, Reagan, uh, gets, uh, called out and, uh, mob, uh, mob sees what's happening, but then he, he hears, uh, Reagan, uh, say what he says, and it, it was, uh, directed at mob, and, because of that, he was like, "Okay, you're 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 good, you're you're still we're my cool. friend. Yeah, we're we're still cool. Like let l- let me give you some support, and we'll talk after." Yeah, yeah. Like r- as many good points as Reagan has, I still can't get past the fact that he's like a he is in a dishonest a dick. no that he's in a <laughs> dishonest profession because like yeah like someone like that in real life like with that profession i can't respect so and like mob psycho 100 is not gonna make me is not gonna humanize that profession and make me think that that's for okay. sure okay yeah. so i feel kind of like torn like why are you making me care for this character who's in a dishonest profession that i can't respect um but it's still interesting to see because like it it does pressure your what your your preconceptions and makes you take a second look at the person but in the end i just yeah. like thinking of it like from um how it reflects on real life i can't respect his i still can't respect his profession but he is a good guy no yeah. it, irl obviously the profession's just a huge sham but in the show like we, we see that there are legitimate spirits and such and people have actual problems but no but even in the show he's a sham though he's just taking advantage even, of even in the show <laughs> he is but he is like he does help his customers feel technically, better when they leave yes, so it's like so it's like it's not as black and white you know i know it's, yeah. com- it's complicated. and not to mention he does have mob on his side to actually take care of the problems like he might not be able to he might only be able to take care of the people but the overall problem can actually get solved too thanks to his agency, which in- includes Mob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dirty money, honey. Don't follow you around. <laughs> that child labor, no. though. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you had to go there? You just had to? It's a bito. Anyway, uh, we touched on this uh, for a bit, but seeing Mob stand up for himself was such a great moment as well because i think the second season in particular in particular did a great job of of like showing how mob is growing step by step and being more assertive how he's like being more responsible and how he's trying to connect to his emotions even more like one of the best scenes of the show as well as in episode one there's this whole little episode about how he is trying to get into the student council, fails miserably, and then this girl is telling him, "Oh, want to go out with me?" And then later she tells she tells him, "Listen, it was a joke. I just did it because like I lost a bet. It's it, there's nothing here. Like you can you don't need to walk around with me all day. It's fine." And it all leads to this one scene where and uh, this girl is walking with her friends. And they, 
they see this uh, little paper she wrote, she's starting to write this novel. And she already showed it to Mob, and he was like very impressed with it and all. And but her friends, they joke about it. And it's like, oh, what is this shit? And they just tore, they tear this novel apart. And she just jokes, uh, jokes around, and said, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. But Mob is just shocked by it and just starts picking up all the pieces and trying to fix it. And he's like, in this one sentence, he says. I'm going to listen to my emotions and he starts crying and it's such a wonderful scene because it also like the payoff of the scene is him actually showing this girl his powers and fixing the novel for her and by the end of the episode it cuts away to her in a room thinking about Bob and starts writing again about this psychic boy in school and it's such a it's it's such a beautiful moment of Bob just helping out and not thinking about himself. He sees a problem and he's thinking to himself, how can I make this better? And actually using his powers to make the situation work because without his powers, he couldn't have fixed that novel, you know? So I think that, that first episode set the tone for the entire second season of seeing him being more, more of a whole person, you know? It was a very humanizing moment, and I absolutely yeah. loved it. The fact that... That was a tearjerker as well, for it, me at least. Oh, it yeah. Really was. It Season 2 hard, overall yeah. was just like, holy shit. Yeah. Very different Deep. from Season 1 in terms of uh, emotions and such, but it, it, in a improved uh, way, it, it was much better. Because it actually showed... Uh, the important human connections and the really wholesome parts, and I, I feel, I feel that's important that we don't have enough of that, and it's important yeah. to be reminded of it. Yeah, it's important to be reminded that yeah, you can do good, and you don't need to expect anything in return. It's okay, but that's and that's okay because once you if you affect someone positively, they're going to it's create this ripple effect that they're going to do something positive to someone else not necessarily you you know and i think it reflects a lot on um the japanese school culture where as a student there's a huge pressure to just do what your peers tell you to just like be in the mob haha pun but like <laughs> like go yeah. go with the flow is the japanese aphorism and like there's there's so many problems with bullying in Japanese schools mm -hmm. because you know um, March comes in like a lion really illustrates this well. Um, but it's it's in Japanese schools it's all about you know everybody's one mind and if anyone is different then they get bullied. So that scene in particular is like. Sometimes you have to have your own mind. Sometimes there's some things you have to stand up for and be apart from the pack and be like, hey, I care about this. I care about writing my novel like I need. I You have to like stand this up for yourself. This is my individuality. Yeah. 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 This show is so good. Ugh. Three deep five me. <laughs> um... And that whole, like, aspect of Mob, of him connecting, like, to himself, to his emotions, to the people around him, to his friends, to his family, to Reagan, all of them, I think that really 
is shown even more near the end of second season when we meet Suzuki, the boss of Claw, which is like the complete opposite. This is a man that just leaves everything behind in order to be the most powerful being in the world. Like, his marriage is falling apart, his connection with his son is just disrupted entirely, and even though he has connections with some people, specifically the Ultimate Five, is like elite force, that connection is also sort of based on like just him exploiting them, right? So it's like this perfect, like, it, him and Mob are like two sides of the same coin, essentially. In that, I feel like Suzuki is one extreme of um, no connections, like, I will use everyone. Yeah. But I don't feel like Mob is, like, the other extreme, though. I feel like he's just, like, a chill dude who's like, yeah, I'll help you out. He's not going to be, like... He's not, like, the extreme opposite, which, I th- to sure. me, it was really awkward but- when Reagan was like, we have to recognize Mob's real power of connections. And I'm like, is it really that amazing, though? <laughs> but agree with me. But agree with me that Suzuki is, like, a mirror that for a, possi- for a possible future that Mob could take. Right. Well, yeah, it was obviously. Absolutely, it was absolutely really interesting to see because they really are two sides of uh, the same coin. The difference is Mob had Reagan. He had someone to look up to and teach him all these lessons. And we see now why this was so important. We see what could have been, what could have been the future version of Mob, absolutely, if he didn't have it. And it was a terrifying vision, because holy shit, he doesn't care about life whatsoever. He doesn't care about who he uses, what sort of lies he has, nothing. All just for his power. That's all that matters. And it, it was beautiful to uh see that yeah you could also say he was a foil for that spirit who possessed the ceo's spirit the ceo's daughter in that one of in that one of the episodes in um season two yeah like yeah like basically any of the characters who are really powerful uh esper is it's a contrast with mob yeah yeah, that's very true. And what Shinoda mentioned about uh, Mob having Reagan and all of his friends to guide him to that path, I think it's great that the, a few episodes before, you do see Mob without all of his connections, what he would be. And he would be a monster, honestly, if he wouldn't have the, all of these connections I that mean, would teach him to like do it right, you know? I think the main difference is that, like... The whole premise is that Mob, at the like before the show even started, hurt his brother with his powers, and so then, when he saw that he hurt his brother with his powers, he was like, "Oh shit, I can't like use these freely, or I'm gonna hurt people." So he just like withdrew into himself. Whereas Suzuki, when he hurt people, he was like, "Oh, so easy. You're so weak. Why should I stop?" Yeah. So like. Even earlier than his connections, I think there's like just an inherent difference in their mm. mindsets. Okay, okay, I didn't think about it like that. That's actually pretty cool. Hmm. All right, um, we're getting near the end of this podcast, so here's one of two questions. <laughs> Fuck you, show. 
We're doing it. Oh We're my doing God. it. You need to say it with like a serious tone and like. It is serious. Fuck you. Is Mob Psycho 100 both seasons? Fuck you. Third season. Classic. Here's hoping. Is it a modern classic? For me, it's an easy yes. Like season two specifically was one of the easiest tens I gave. Fuck you. Show, fuck you. Chinoda, go ahead and talk. I would definitely say yes, because uh, this is one of those shows where I feel it's it has a lot of substance. It has a good story, good arcs, a lot of interesting and unique characters with uh, uh, pretty cool characteristics. It's something that I mm. want to show to a lot of people. And I want to... Hell, I might even recommend this anime as uh, one of those uh, first animes that you should watch if you want to get into stuff. Because it shows a different side to anime. The, the, the side where it's actually good to wa watch this stuff because it, it actually imparts knowledge and, uh, and a sense of uh, belonging. So... I, mm -hmm. I rated the first season a 6, and the second season a 7. <laughs> and, um, honestly, I think it's the biggest problem. I mean, I, okay, the first season was a bit, um, of a headache to get through, but I did enjoy the second season, um, and I think the biggest thing that's holding me back from, uh, fully, uh, liking every bit of it is that I don't think it balances, um, its slice of life aspects with its action aspects really well. I think that it's very jarring when it switches between them. And I think like it disappoints action fans and it disappoints slice of life fans. And I don't. It's funny you say that because I was about to say it balances them perfectly. See, for me, it doesn't balance them perfectly. <laughs> Season two does it much better because the action at the end was directly related to the emotional growth. So, like, you have the two things merging uh, well. But, like, okay, they switched. They literally went from 0 to 100, like, in every sense of the word, when they when, in season 2, when they switched from slice of life to action. Like, when he saw his, his house burning up, 0 to 100... We're switching from slice. That was the point because someone was. Yeah, but that's so jarring! Oh my god! That it's the that's the point. It was, it's supposed to be jarring. So it was jarring it for was him. Not, I did not enjoy that as a viewer. It was too yeah, much. Yeah, it was jarring it for was Mob. That's much. why he passed out for okay. like two episodes. Well, I don't think it was a narratively smart choice. Um, Hard disagree. Okay, well, personally, I don't think it balances us too well. That's my biggest issue with it. Other than that. I mostly enjoyed the uh, slice of life parts, as I've already said, because I'm not a fan of the battle style. For me, season one felt a bit like I adore season one, but the in the end of it felt a bit underwhelming because it didn't feel like we got much payoff in terms of Mob's character. Season two fixed my only issue is that we finally, because it makes sense, we progressed the story and we finally had... And more payoff with his growth and we had this in my opinion perfect balance between slice of life and shonen battle that complemented each other because stuff that happens in the slice of life episodes majorly affect at least emotionally the characters in battle um, episodes 
in my opinion. That's why, that's that's why, why season like, two is a seven, while season one is a six. That's why season two is a ten, while season one is a nine. I thought you were going to say, while sure. season one is also a ten. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No. Yeah, a, a big problem with season one was that the climax was not that climactic because, you know... They're just fighting a minor organization. Like, what impact? Yeah, what impact does that have the on the also. entire story? It was so. The, no, the impact that the final the final battle of season one had is mostly on the relationship of Reagan and Mob. Agree with me, right? I don't... That was the. No. Well, I'm just talking about like, I thought the plot structure was poor, especially. Okay. Especially since you we had to wait three years between the first and second season sure just to leave off on the plot being we destroyed one faction of of a, a big group like that's so anticlimactic sure, sure i didn't I like there was no closure whereas the second season like you there's clear closure in the plot at the end of it yeah yeah i think this show would benefit a whole lot from just like a continuous yeah if it if it was if it aired at the same like if it was just one season 24 episodes it would have flowed much better yeah for sure and honestly like i would love to rewatch the show like probably soon and see how it flows now when there's like two of them out two of the season out but also like to me the show is super special Janona talked about like the lessons it teaches you it's it's a show I can easily picture myself if I ever, like, uh, have family. Is one of the shows I'll show my kids at a certain point because, yo, the show is deep. Go watch it. You'll enjoy it and you'll love it. It'll be great. So, I don't know. Honestly. I, I think it's a classic. I, I was kind of... <laughs> I felt the life lessons were a bit tiring because I've seen this life lesson in Japanese media, like, a hundred times with a protagonist. I don't think it's as... The protagonist is like a waffling, a waffling waffle, and you have to learn to become a stiff waffle, and it's just I've seen a hundred times. So. I I can I agree. definitely get. I can say that Mob does it really. Well, I don't. I don't say really well. Mob does it well, but I've seen it a hundred times before. I get where you're coming from. We we've seen them like basically force this uh down our throats but uh, uh again like as you said honestly like mob just does it differently there's some much more empathetic and human connection there that the other shows just don't have and i think that's what makes it truly unique and uh lets it stand out all right well said Chinoda. well said thanks um so, season three, what do, what do you guys uh, think it'll be? I love how, like, I it took know. 24 episodes to get to a proper climax, and then apparently, like, I don't know how many more episodes, because apparently it didn't cover the entire manga, so I don't know how many more episodes it's going to be for, like, another proper from, climax. From I've also... what I've heard, from what I've heard about the manga, it's, like, what's left is maybe... At the maximum, 10 episodes. Maybe less than that. So I have no clue how they're going to do it. If it's going to be like a movie or like a few OVAs. I don't know. I mean, hell, they they could just release a 10-episode season. That'll be fine. Like I I said before, like, 
the first season, my biggest problem was that I didn't get enough closure. So if you're only going to do 10 more episodes to do an entire arc, I don't know if that's going to be good enough to properly tell an arc. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not looking mm. forward. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, where, where they um, left it off at, my God, it was it was amazing. You could very well end the show there, and it'll be just fine. But 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 it didn't confess to Tsubomi-chan yet. How can you say that? Okay, he didn't. But let's be real; that it's not really that big of a plot point. It's a big deal for me. Oh, oh my God! My. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see it happen anyway. But I get, totally get what you guys say. It's like, for now, it's like a pretty solid end point to the show. Like, what we got. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they'll, like, cover the rest of the manga. There's, like, there's no reason not to. Yeah, no, like, the manga's finished. They need, so they can very well just, like, end it off. Just, like, go ahead and finish it up and just leave it where it is. Don't fuck it up. Hollywood! <clears throat> Full adaptations, whoa. Live. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, movies. I don't like 3D people. Uh, no, I'm joking. But yeah, I mean, I've actually, I really don't know what to expect of season 3. It's like a boring answer, but I just, I'm just ready for it whenever it comes around. Really. Just, bring, so, just give it to 2022? me. 2022? 2020 never. Oh my god. Three more <laughs> years. We need three years between each season. <clears throat> Oh, to God. properly marinate, pun intended. I mean, none of us have actually read it, right? So no. who knows nah. if who knows if uh, even season three will be the end? Like, how much more material is there? No, no, no. Season three will be the end, uh, most likely. And from what I've heard, people are happy with how the manga ended. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm okay with waiting. So, any closing thoughts you guys want to share with or before we go? The worst part about Mob was all the Reagan X Mob Dojinshi I never asked for. Ooh, oh, I didn't know that existed. Yeah. Why would you say that? Ew. Yeah. I I thankfully didn't soul. see any. Like, well, I didn't read any, but uh, while browsing, I've I've seen the covers. So I'm just like, oh, like. I'll I'll fap to a lot of things, but e- this just felt wrong. Why would you put that idea in my head? <laughs> Ew, girl. There's so many people that ship them. There's so many. No. There's so many doujinshi. Enough. No, I'm I'm stopping this right now. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone, for dropping here tonight to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we enjoyed bringing it to you, except for this last bit. <laughs> If you want to check out the previous episodes of podcasts, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube, all the good places. And if you want to keep up with what we're doing and have a little more fun, you can join our Discord server and become a member of our Facebook group. And so follow our Twitch channel and visit our website. And if you have any questions, comments, or criticisms of anything you've heard in this episode, especially this doujinshi part, goddamn, feel free to shoot us an email. Um... God help us all. Links to all the things are down below in the description. I've been your host, Nitai, and I will see you all next time. Say goodnight, everyone. <clears throat> Good night. <laughs> Spread Mob Fucking Psycho. Have more people watch it.
Good night, people. Mm, adios.